Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hello, this is Larry Post, Senior Tax and Planning Advisor at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors, and with me is Tyler Klug financial planner here at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. And in today's podcast, we thought we'd talk a little bit about donor advised funds. And I know this topic has been brought up in the past, but we wanted to talk a little bit more specifically about maybe using the donor advised fund as a beneficiary of your estate, your assets when you pass away, and the pros and cons of doing that. So I'll start asking Tyler. So Explain to me a little bit what is or a what is a donor advised fund first for those people who are new to this concept. Yeah, so a DAF, well, donor advised fund, short DAF, we call it, um, is a charitable type account you can open and you can fund it while you're living, or at death, like we'll talk about, with with money that could be stocks, cash, securities, other assets, but you fund it while you, at some point during or after life, and ultimately the money goes in. You can maybe receive a tax deduction. Um, depending on the securities and the type of, of assets you're, you're donating to it, there could be different levels of uh, different percentages you could deduct based on income. Uh, but ultimately, you get a tax benefit up front that year you make that um, contribution. That the, the money sits in that account. It can grow over time. It can be invested, and then it can grow. And it ultimately gets disposed and sent to charities. And then you can have control if you do it while you're alive. You have control then. To an, to an extent over where you can send the money. It has to go to charity, um, but you can send it to, you know, as long as it's a 501c3, really any charitable organization, um, or you have other options. You know, you could name other folks to have that control and decide wh- which charities it goes to potentially. So many, many options. Right. So you get a tax deduction while I'm alive. Great. And, and I know here at BWFA, we do a lot of um, work with clients on, when to make the contributions to get the most bang for your buck. And that's a whole other issue on the tax side. And obviously, as you said, um, you can leave it when you pass away. Advantages, obviously, if you have a taxable estate, you owe estate tax. This will reduce that because anything you leave to charity is not subject to estate tax. That's great. You mentioned, okay, so now I, I put money in, I'm managing it, I'm giving distributions out while I'm alive to different charities, I pass away. So... Um, what are my choices at that point? So who manages it? I think you mentioned other people, but so what does that look like? And then we could talk a little bit about what could we leave? Yeah, so similar similar case. So if you had a donor advised fund open while you're alive, again, you can name, you have a lot of different options. Um, ultimately, when you pass, what happens with it? Similar school of thought, you could also name that account, the DAF, to be funded at your death with other assets. It doesn't need to be funded while you're alive, but similar similar options still uh, for both of those situations, you can, of course, just have the money go outright to charities. Of course, that kind of bypasses the DAF, and there's not really a point then. Um, but you could also name, you know, maybe you want to create a legacy, for example. And if you still wanted to, be, you know, give money to certain charities, you know, it's XYZ charity and ABC charity, and you wanted to just do some type of uh, percentage to each over the years, you can specify that in your wishes when you set up that DAF. Um, then that donor advised fund will exist. You could name um, somebody to take over the management. That way, again, it's still growing for you and um, 
that money would then get granted out each year, depending on what you've you know, specified in your application. You could name, which a lot of clients do if they have children or nieces or nephews or friends, folks that they want to take over, uh, kind of overseeing and making those grant requests each year, like I mentioned earlier. Um, if you want to try to inspire, maybe it's, again, kids or, or someone close to you to, to be charitable and have that then uh, you know, intent, charitable intent moving forward, they can use that account to then give to the charities they pick. Um, again, it can't come out for their benefit. That, this account would really just be for charity. So obviously from an income tax perspective, advantages, estate tax perspective. So let's assume I want to, at my death, fund a donor advice fund. Maybe I already have it existing and open or it gets created upon my death, whatever the case may be. So I want to fund it. So from a, you know, let's assume I, I, I'm not subject to a state tax because it doesn't affect many people, but there's always discussion about leaving my assets to the next generation and, oh my God, I need to do Roth conversions my whole life so my kids don't pay tax and all this stuff. So if I'm thinking about doing this, what typically would be a good asset to leave to the donor advice fund when I pass away? That's a good question. I guess, generally speaking, and I don't want to, this is not advice because we don't know your specific situation, um, but probably pre-tax assets, you might want to think about giving to the DAF in that case, like pre-tax assets, meaning like an IRA, for example, or a 401k, something that otherwise, you know, if that would be left to an individual, they'd have to pay income taxes on at that point at federal and state levels. So because that's tax-free to charities, probably a good asset to consider leaving to the charity, considering maybe you have other assets you can leave to your other heirs, assuming you want to do right. so. Yeah, I think, you know, we go through this, and I personally have a donor advice fund, haven't thought about funding it at death. It's already funded, and I think right now I have it set up to go to a specific charity. But I think it does make sense. Uh, people's desires change, things change in their life. The charities they donate to may change over time. This gives you a little bit more discretion than locking in. This is what will happen at my death. Um, and if you don't use a donor advised fund, to your point earlier, is if I leave any of these wishes in my will or a trust, anytime I want to change those charities, I'm now subject to getting those documents rewritten, amended, restated at the cost of hiring an attorney. Now I could use a donor advised fund, and if I decide that at my death I want to leave it outright to different charities, it's a form. I fill out and I'm done. If I decide that I'm going to continue on with my children or, to your point, other people as the donors, um, it may be as simple as just giving a letter to those donors who aren't legally bound, but saying, hey, look, I'd really like to change what you do with my money in the future. And I'd like, you know, 10% a year to go to these charities or those charities. Again, much easier. So um, I think a lot of food for thought. I think we've seen an increase in the use of donor advised funds, um, not just specifically for income tax or estate tax, but I think people's desires to have more flexibility. Yeah. Any other thing you want to add? Or No, I think just, you know, it's really dependent on your goals. I think the big thing to create the fund at death and maybe consider that is if you wanted to leave a legacy, like we mentioned, have something that's more of a recurring contribution. Of course, to any accounts, you can add charities as beneficiaries to your IRA and just leave everything outright if that's what you wanted to do. That's very, very easy. Um, but it's just a question of did you do you want to you know leave that as a one-time contribution to the charity? Some people might say, well, I'm dead. I don't really care. But right. other people do want to create a legacy. Right. And you know, if again to the point before, if you have loved ones or, or folks that you know you think you'd want to try to inspire to be charitable, creating a legacy fund might be a, a great thing to do. Right. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of people sometimes compare this to private charitable foundations and stuff, and this is a lot more economical and easier way to do it. Um, hey, I've always wanted to, you know, have my name in a building somewhere, but I don't think that's going to happen. Because um, <laughs> I need, yeah, I need a lot of money. Um, well, thank you guys for listening today, and I hope this was somewhat informative. Uh, we will be back, obviously, continuing with new podcasts on different topics. Take care. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.